Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Spirit Seeker Hour. Spirit Seeker Hour is your chance to delve into the world of your inner spirit. The Spirit Seeker Hour is brought to you by Spirit Seeker Magazine. Go to www.spiritseeker.com to find out more. And now, here's Cindy Meyer. Hello and welcome. And it is my divine pleasure to bring you the show each and every week. And the magazine that I have published for uh, over 18 years now is what makes this show possible. Uh, Spirit Seeker has been read online for 16 of those 18 years. And each and every month we bring you amazing articles um, the latest and the greatest, shall we say, in the cutting line, cutting, cutting front lines um, of people do, that are making the world a better place. So we interview authors, we interview healers, we have three music reviews each month, we have book reviews, we have conferences that are being held with amazing speakers all over the country, and uh, we also have a weekly email newsletter that lets you know about shows like this and all of the other different events that are happening in the area of mind, body, and spirit. We also let you know when the, um, when the new magazine is uh, online. So we really encourage you to send us an email to info, info at spiritseeker.com, and just say, please add me to your email list. We don't sell it. That way um, it keeps the integrity of what we're doing. And then we um, send you an email weekly letting you know. And then if you miss these shows, they're automatically archived. So if you're listening to the show tonight and you think, wow, I wish my brother or I wish my cousin or I wish my friend, you know, Sarah had heard this show, all you have to do is send them to the spiritseeker.com site. They click on, um, well, I mean, right now this is how you do it. Soon we're going to have a new website. But um, for right now you go to spiritseeker.com and then you click on the blog talk icon and it, all the different shows are listed. So this is the May 20th, 2014 show. So tonight um, I am the guest. I am the, the teacher and the guest all in one. And I've really been looking forward to this. I have been a feng shui consultant certified since 2004. So it's hard to believe it's been 10 years, but I studied it for 20 years before that. I, I didn't know what to call it other than I would say feng shui and I used to go to Chinatown in San Francisco a lot and I would, I would try and knock on the door of the feng shui consultant that I found on the yellow pages and there was just never an answer and then if I called it was always in Chinese so I was like oh one day I know my teacher will appear and so um, I had my first feng shui consultation in the first um, you know Gosh, what year was it? I think it was it was right after I moved into this house. It was like 1995. I had my first experience of feng shui and um, with a real consultant. And um, and then after that, I had different consultants over the years until I became certified myself. So I am going to do just a brief overview, not. Um, not big because the, I could give you an hour talk just on what is feng shui. Um, but I'm just going to keep it very simple and then we're going to move into the topic of tonight. Uh, we're discussing one area of the nine areas of feng shui. And tonight we'll be talking about the wealth corner. So what feng shui is, is it's an ancient, ancient, and we're talking about like really ancient method of analyzing a home or workplace in um, strategically placing items uh, to represent what it is that you want in your life. So um, everything is everything is done with placement with intention. So we I can teach you you know everything theoretically about feng shui, but if you just say okay I'm going to put two stones there and that's going to bring my partner in and that's it, no, you use the intention of attracting a partner or attracting greater wealth, and then you symbolically place the items in the area that, that has, uh, correlates with what your desires are, but then you also have to meaningfully connect to that. So artwork and um, objects and uh, furniture even, um, everything is done with intention. So feng shui uh, has the, it's very Buddhist in its nature with uh, less is more. So a lot of times people who have, uh, and I'm one of them, has an ability to manifest 
Um, there was at one time I just had so much stuff, just like entire, and I still, in certain parts of my life, have too much stuff. And the first thing that will slow down any manifesting in your life um, is too much stuff. Because it's almost like the universe is saying, you have so much, where in the world are we going to put it? Um, so one of, the, one of the things that we start with is looking at everything in your life, everything from the silverware to the placemats to, you know, the, the glasses in your cupboard to, um, you know, if you have any of those closets where you open them up and everything's falling on top of your head or um, I, I, you get the general picture. <laughs> So the very first thing that I suggest is that you get a clipboard. And, you t- and first of all, you don't do everything at once. You don't take on your whole life. You, you start with a small piece. As you master that, then you go to the next piece. And I'll give you some suggestions on how to do that. But basically what you do with this clip- clipboard is you put at the top of it, love it, use it, or lose it. I'm going to repeat that. Love it, use it, or lose it. According to feng shui principles, when we are holding on to things that no longer represent who we are, it impedes our ability to move forward. So if we um, have carried around the same objects over and over, moved and moved again, moved and moved again, same artwork that never got hung comes along with us, um, or whatever, or it, out of duty or obligation. Oh my gosh, you know, I got those candlesticks from my great aunt Mabel for my, you know, my wedding 20 years ago, but you know what? They're gold and I really like silver. But, you know, I can't dare, you know, hurt Aunt Mabel's feelings. Love it, use it, or lose it. So when we have clothes that are, you know, not worn or clothes that are two and three different sizes and we keep thinking, oh, I have to hold on to this because what if I need it one day, that will slow down your wealth. I have a friend who is one of the wealthiest people that I know. I mean, multimillionaire and generous to a fault. And when you look in her closet, it is the most pristine thing you've ever seen. And, she, and if it gets a little too, too many clothes for her, she gives them away. And she gives them away knowing that as she gives them away, she'll manifest new things. I mean, every single thing in her life is in order. I've, I've never seen anyone as organized. And she's not compulsive. She's just um, the master of her, of her ship and her destiny. So unworn clothes, piles of paper on your desk. Now, this is one that being a publisher of a magazine and also a life coach and a feng shui consultant and a teacher of Reiki students and a teacher of feng shui and a teacher of, um, I, I certify life coaches as well. Um, I, I do a number of things. And that is like in addition to the magazine that I publish every every month. So when the magazine deadline comes due, which is where I am now, my desk, you would think, you would think everything would be electronic these electronic uh, these days, which it is. But then each and every week Spirit Secure magazine gets four to five books. I'm not kidding. That's a slow week. And then um, it's like Christmas every day, really, because we do music reviews, so we get music CDs. I, in one month, we might get 15 CDs, and then of those 15, we will um, review three. And then we hold on to them for when maybe it fits a theme. Like, um, I don't know, it's, just, it's just really amazing. So... You know, I see the mail. Mail. I work out of my home. Uh, Spirit Seeker is uh, is in Sunny Meyer's house. It used to be a separate office, but I'm a single parent, and it just works so much better for me to have everything here, so that I can work when it's convenient for me. And I'll see the mail lady coming, you know, our mailman, depending. But um, because some of the packages are are too big to fit into my mailbox, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what's arriving today. So it's a beautiful thing. We get, you know, tarot cards, et cetera. But the the challenge is, what does Cindy Meyer do with all of these books when I have been a book collector for most of my life? I mean, I've worked in bookstores since I was 16 years old, and, you know, my brothers used to hate moving me because I had so many cartons of books. So what I'm doing right now is I am um, I teach meditation classes twice a month, and I am emptying my bookshelves. I'm taking eight bookshelves and going down to three at the most, and I am giving the books away. And then I have like a little uh, donation poll if anyone wants to donate, and that's my travel fund. But I know, and then I also have two friends who are opening bookstores, and um, they're going to do lending libraries because, you know, these are gently used. And so I am just 
blessing them with donations of books because guess what? I know that I love the new information that's coming in, and if I keep holding on to all the old, I mean, of course, I keep my tried and true classics, um, but I have a friend who's organizing them. So I have all my breathwork books together. I have my feng shui books together. I have my, you know, Reiki books together. So everything that I will have that I choose to keep will be in order, which is key to manifesting. When we have drawers that are too full and we can't even find what we want, when our desk is cluttered, when our office is cluttered, the office uh, and our homes cannot breathe. They simply cannot breathe. So all of this has to do with lifting the chi or lifting the energy and opening up the currents of energy through the home. So um, I would encourage you to take that clipboard with the love it, use it, or lose it, go room to room, in anything that is broken and not working, either get it repaired or get rid of it. I mean, I have, I missed Earth Day this year, and um, but I know that there's a recycling thing coming up. So I have, I have a, a printer that doesn't work. I have a fax machine that is dead in the water. Um, I have a computer that I'm getting rid of. I have a TV that died. I mean, these are just all, this is just, you know, in in the last year and a half because I did this process a little over a year ago and just took it all and got rid of it. But I missed the Earth Day, so now it's my job to find a recycling center where I can go and get rid of all this stuff. So anything that is broken or doesn't work, get rid of it. If you have magazines in your family room that you keep holding on to, um, or if you've gone beyond having a stack of magazines to where you have boxes of magazines, what is recommended is that you take the cover of that magazine, and sometimes there's a, um, a sheet at the front of the magazine also that um, has the address and et cetera. You create a folder, and all you do is take one the cover and or one of those other pages, and if you think, okay, I want to come back to this magazine, then you take that and you recycle the other ones. There are so many places, um, group homes, et cetera, that love receiving those magazines, but the main thing is is that rather than throwing in them into the trash, put them in a recycle thing so that you're being, you know, in integrity and balance with nature. But having magazines that you're saving for, oh, I, want, I remember that article, or you can just tear that article out and put it in a folder. But if you can fo- organize your folders by subjects, you know, like home repair, you know, home decorating, etc., it's faster if you tear it out and then you put it immediately in those folders. But it's it will clog your home and clog your wealth if you hold on to the stacks and stacks of magazines. Okay. Um, and we will, by the way, take questions a little bit later on. And I'm, I'm, these are the preliminaries before you even get to your wealth corner, though. So these are the things that will start to free up the energy flowing in your home. Um, okay, if you have collections of things, um, I have a friend whose mother collected elephants. And her mom had not lived in this house for... I think it was four or five years, but everything had been left exactly as it was before she went into the nursing home, before she went into, um, I guess she went in different stages, um, an apartment and a home, but a uh, group home, but the but the um, home that she lived in was exactly as it was. This woman had over 100 elephants because, you know, she lived a pretty long life and everyone knew she loved elephants, so everyone gave her elephants. Every surface of the living room, every table, every curio cabinet was filled with these elephants. It was so overwhelming that you just couldn't see it. And um, and I'm a Buddha collector. And people come into my home and they're like, oh, my gosh, you have so many Buddhas. And what they don't know is that I have at least two more boxes that I have put away. And then I bring um, bring those out and I put the other ones away. So if you have a collection, it's recommended that you don't put more than 25% of your collection out at any uh, one time. And the reason is is you can't see the forest through the trees. So if you take your collection and you rotate it, I guarantee you what will happen is people will say, oh, did you get a new, a new whatever? Did you get a new Buddha? Did you get a new elephant? No, no, I just um, actually am rearranging them. I took some down and I put some out. And, you know, we all do this during the holidays. You know, when it's, the, you know, Christmas, if you celebrate Christmas, you know, you put the tree up and you put all the little stuff up and everything. One year, 
uh, this is the uh, an honest story. One year I had taken all my stuff down to put my, of course I have these, not of course, but I have these um, beautiful snow village houses. So they all have their own little light that goes in it. And, you know, I just have a lot of Christmas things. And that's even with each year I look at, as I unpack and I think, do I want to keep that? Do I really, did I use this? And I give away things every year. But even still, people, I don't know, people give me gifts and I have, you know, a lot of things. So in order for me to put my Christmas out, I have to take the other things down. One year, I forgot to put the things out afterwards. I'm not exaggerating. I mean, that's, and I I remember in February thinking, boy, it's awfully, like, you know, empty in here, but it felt so good to me. And um, and there's a there's a book called Simple Abundance by Sarah, uh, I think it's Brecht, neck but it's called simple abundance and one of the exercises that she gives is to take every single picture off your wall every knickknack off of your surfaces so it's just your furniture and your bare walls and to live with that um, austereness for 30 days nothing starkness just for 30 days and then after 30 days look at your stuff and really see if you want to put that stuff back. And that's what happened to me that Christmas. It was like, oh my gosh, I just loved the I just loved the emptiness um and the openness of what was created without all the stuff, the knickknacks, etc. So I'm going to I want to come back to what feng shui is. It's creating a home of peace with energy that flows without impediment. So so one of the things that I do when I um, am called in for a consultation is I, I the client will make the list of the intentions and what they want to manifest, and then I will analyze their space to see if indeed their space and their the energetics of their space is, um, is conducive to what they're saying they want. I can't tell you how many times someone will say, oh, I want a relationship, I want a relationship, I just, you know, it's been, you know, a while and whatever, and then I look at the space where they are um, spending their time, Uh, let's just say it's in the area where, you know, people would gather to watch TV or have a conversation, and over and over again, I see it to where every chair, every couch is all pointed at the what? The TV. If you were going to be having a conversation with your loved one, your your partner, your divine beloved, you'd have to turn and twist your body, and they would have to turn and twist their body in order to even gaze into each other's eyes, much less, you know, um, have a kiss. It's like it's like everyone's like all centered and pointed at the TV. So one of the things that we do is we create conversation areas, and we create areas that are not focused around the TV. And so we will move furniture and we will create openness. I was at a friend's house over the weekend, and um, for her birthday I had gifted her a healing session, and um, and I told her I would come to her as a treat so that she um, didn't have to um, drive after she was so relaxed. And she and she's hired me for feng shui many times, and I um, I'd only been to this um, this home a couple different times, and I looked out, and she's in this exquisite and I do mean exquisite building, downtown um, St. Louis has a beautiful view of a courtyard. And, um, I mean, it's just really, it's just lovely. And three or four of my friends live in this building, and they all have different views. And I I looked at hers, and I thought, oh, my goodness. But she had this big barbecue gas grill blocking her view because she said, oh, I don't want everybody looking over here and seeing me. And she says, and then the dog park that they're supposed to use is over there, but they don't use the dog park. And so all their dogs do their doo-doo. And then I see it. And then it reminds me when I see the dogs doing their stuff that as soon as the heat comes in, I'm going to smell it. And she says, I get so annoyed. I just don't want to look at any of it. So I block it off. And I said, hmm, that's interesting. I said, well, your relationship corner that – is missing, is hanging out here, the only part of your relationship corner that is even part of your home is on this balcony. And I said, and now you've taken this balcony, you made it a fortress, and there's your one spot over there where you block everything and everyone out of your view. And she just kind of looked at me, and I said, do you want a relationship or not? And she said, yes, I do. And I said, well, are you open? And I mean, it was kind of chilly. We had weather in the 40s the other night, and now we're back up into the 80s. But um, but here we were. We, got, we went out on the balcony in this chilly weather, and we rearranged it. And I mean, and it's open. It's wide open. And everyone can see her, and she can see everyone. But it's 
still private enough, but it's inviting. You know, it's like, I don't know. So I thought, I wonder if she's going to flip out because sometimes when you make these changes, it can be so drastic that people are almost like, <gasps> when they look at it. And so I was pleasantly surprised when I received a phone call the next day. She left a message saying, oh, my gosh, I look out there on my balcony and I've opened my blinds and I just look out there and I, I just love the way it feels and I love the openness. And now will you please come do a consultation on my office? She said, I, if you can do this just with my balcony in 15 minutes, she goes, what in the world? She goes, I need you at my office. And I haven't seen this new office. So that's how feng shui works, just like that. It can be that fast with opening everything up in your life. All right, so here we go. We're going to continue um, on this vein of love it, use it, or lose it. And um, the other questions to ask yourself as you're walking through and looking at your closets, looking in your drawers, looking in your spare room, your garage, your attic, your basement, um, and if you can't decide whether an object is clutter or a keeper, you can ask yourself these six questions. So the first one is, do I love it? The second one is, do I need it? And if you're holding on to it for a rainy day or you've held on to it and you think, oh, my God, I've had this for eight years and I haven't used it or, you know, I bought it and, you know, thinking I would use it and, you know, and I still haven't used it. So, you know, do I need it? Number three, does it reflect who I am now in my life? Same thing about those candlesticks or, or artwork. You know, just because you've had something for a long time doesn't re- necessarily mean it reflects who you are today. I mean, I went through a whole Native American phase. I had, oh, I just had so much Native American um, things in my home. But, you know, now I have a small part of that as my home. And um, so, so does it reflect who I am now in my life? Um, number four, does it have positive emotional attachment? You know, when I went through my second divorce, uh, you know, one of the things was I got to keep the artwork that we acquired during the marriage. And one day I looked at the artwork, and I thought, you know what, every time I look at that picture, I think of my son's father, and not in a not not in a necessarily good way. It was like one was. Uh, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't, you don't need to hear my story. But but the thing of it was, is one day when he came to pick up my son, I carried the pieces of artwork out. And he says, no, 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 no. You know, you keep those. They look beautiful in your home. I said, you know what, they're, they're just not who I am today. And if you put these in your home, then you'll bring in this energy into your home. And, you know, these these were from your father. And, and I said, they really belong to you. And um, I said, one day you can give them to Noah if you want. You know, but that's up to you. And so, because, I, you know, it didn't have a positive emotional attachment for me. So it was better for me to not worry about the value. I mean, yes, I could have gone and sold them. But, you know, why? You know, let, it just... So I let it go. Okay, number five, if it needs to be repaired, am I willing to do it now? Okay, now uh, this is a big one. I had a hot tub in my wealth corner for three years that sat there dead in the water. Dead in the water. Because I couldn't afford the repairs on it. I knew it was going to be costly. And so I looked at it this year and I said, okay, this is it. It's either going to get repaired or it's going to go and I'm going to create a beautiful pergola out there and put, you know, um, some lovely chairs there and create privacy. So I put it out to the universe. I said, I really, really, really like to have my hot tub fixed. Not only did I get my hot tub fixed, but I manifested a client who um, is now one of my devoted clients, and I'm her devoted, you know, um, she's my devoted hot tub. Her her, um, household, her family, that's what they do is they repair hot tubs. They replace the top for me. They put the new motor on it. They got everything to work, and they come and do the chemicals every single week. I don't have to do it because that was one of the biggest things for me was one more thing on my to-do list um, as a single single person with a big, you know, big list of to-dos. And I just thought it's it just was a problem having to check the pH and all that. They come every single week and I... Um, I am just just so grateful, and I. Um, but if I but if they couldn't have fixed it, I was fully ready to release it and just have it hauled away. Um, number six, if I move tomorrow, would I pay a mover to take it with me? And this is a big one. I have so many friends right now, and my uh, son who are moving, and the cost of moving stuff 
is prohibitive. So if you look at it and you think, would I pay a mover to take this with me? And the answer is, if the answer is no, then you let it go. You just let it go. So if you answer no to any of those, it, it, you know that this is now clutter and it's time to move it out of your home or office. Okay, so um, let's see. If you ignore things that are not working right, what it's saying to the universe is, um, I, I, uh, I don't deserve to have things that work. Um, I can't afford it. And it's you know, like a lot of people would, who would rather buy a new flat screen um, TV than fix a leaky toilet. Where are your priorities? That leaky toilet is costing you money because anytime there's a leak anywhere in your life, it causes financial problems. So if you have a toilet that's running, but then you're like, oh, but I want that new TV, guess what? You're saying to the universe, Mm-mm, my TV is more important than to have things working in my home. And it's it doesn't work. Anytime that you have anything that's not working, um, it's going to affect your finances. So the feng shui rule is repair, replace, or remove it. I'm going to repeat that, repair, replace, or remove it. And once you do that, you will clear the way for positive energy to to flow into your life. Okay, so um, now I'm going to give you the top clutter-clearing fixes to help you attract wealth. And um, we are going to take questions during um, the second half of our show. So um, if you have a question, you just need to push one star, and my producer um, will let me know that there's a question. Um, Okay, so one of the best things to do to create and attract more wealth is to clean your front door. The front door of your home is where the greatest amount of energy or chi enters in. It's the, they call it the mouth of chi. You know, we don't crawl in windows. We don't, you know, um, well, at least hopefully we don't crawl in windows. Um, and we don't go around to the back of the house and sneak in a door back there. Normally when someone comes to our home, and I know, I know some of you are going to say, but that's not how my house is. But this is the majority of homes. The majority of people, you know, they walk up your sidewalk, they come to your front door, they knock at your door, and in they come. I, I, and I know Western houses, sometimes there's a variation. Sometimes it's like I have a porch on the back and everybody comes in that way. Let's just go with the where the normal uh, flow of energy is. Um, Like if you go to a restaurant, for the most part, you're going in the front door. If you go to a store, you're going in the front door. If you go to a home, you're going in the front door. So what the front door um, represents is it's where your good energy is coming in and where people are leaving. And a clean door attracts prosperity while a dirty or faded door will repel it. So when someone is standing on your front door, before they even ring the doorbell or knock, they are feeling you. And if you have a doorbell that doesn't work, shame on you. They can't, you don't know anyone's there. So it's like saying, I don't really care if anyone's at my door or not. Eh, who cares? So that's the one thing. If you look at your door and it needs to be painted, putting a new uh, beautiful coat of paint on your door and saying, oh, my gosh, look at this, bright and shiny. Every time someone comes in, they're going to feel it. If it's squeaky, if it needs oil, if you have a door ornament, and you know, I know, you'll know what I'm talking about. If you have like a straw hat or something that's been on your door for 10 years, get rid of it. It's really good to change things on your front door. It's good to change the energy. That's why, you know, the seasonal thing with with front porches and doors where you see the pumpkins or you see the, you know, you know everybody does different things, but you know, um you know, you have different wreaths and different things. And what it is is it's changing the energy. So, you know, if you've ever been outside of a an Asian um business, they're always out there with their broom in the morning sweeping the doorstep. Well, the reason they're doing that is they're sweeping away the old energy so they can start the day fresh with new energy coming in. So um, look at look at what a person sees and feels before they even come into your home. Now, on my front porch by my front door, what you will see is um, you'll see Kuan Yin, who is this beautiful uh, 
it's a little statue of Kuan Yin, who is the goddess of mercy and compassion. There's a fountain that you hear the, the sound of running water, um, which is, and when I, when I hear the water through my window when it's open or when I'm walking up to my front door, I just think new opportunities coming my way. I have wind chimes by my front door, and as I hear the wind chimes, I'm like, oh, I am so grateful, new opportunity in business coming my way. Excuse me, and then I have um, flower pots with bright red flowers and um, just, you know, all around my front door I have beautiful gardens. And so people have felt who I am before they even ring the doorbell. Um, If you have burnt out light bulbs or you have light fixtures that are cracked or broken, fix them. Um, When you replace burned out light bulbs, it's brightening your possibilities to attract wealth and a uh, happier financial future. Number three is clean your windows. This sounds pretty basic, but, um, you know, a lot of people just forget to do it, and windows are the eyes of your home. Um, Dirty windows will cloud your vision, while uh, clean windows represent a clear view of your opportunities. So um, clean your windows. And people laugh at, you know, the people who are, like, always cleaning their windows, but it really, we have an area in St. Louis that is the, where we call it the Scrubby Dutch, the Scrubby Dutch Live. But you drive on those streets, and this, it's just this one area. Every home is pristine. You know, there's occasionally someone that's not, but normally there are people that don't quite get the energetics of, um, of, of understanding, you know, what aliveness does. But you want to clean your windows and keep everything clear and your porch clear. Look at your doormat. If your doormat is old, replace it. Uh, Just get something cheerful. Um, You want to remove dead plants. Dead plants symbolize dead energy. And, um, you know, replace them with healthy living things. And the rule of thumb with plants is live is the best, silk is the second best, and that's silk that really looks alive, and dead, dried flowers are out the window. There's no energy to them. There's no vitality to them. And, you know, I mean, I remember feng shuiing a lady's house that had kept every, you know, she'd been through cancer, like, for six years and just couldn't kick it. I mean, she was still alive, so, I mean, on some level she was doing something right. But we, t- I, I mean, she had every set of roses and flowers that people had sent her when she was sick. She had all this stuff. We, I'm not exaggerating. We took out eight trash bags of dead flowers, dead flowers. And what was interesting is that her whole house was just filled with clutter and the furniture was too big for some of the rooms and ugh, it was just interesting. And then you go outside. And outside in the back of the house where you couldn't see it from the front, you know, when you drove up and walked up, were these beautiful gardens. And she had this zen-like wood thing with a gong in it. And I was like, oh, my gosh, your assignment is to ring that gong every single day and let it vibrate through this house. And, you know, she had had cancer um, in this, uh, the upper, I think it was breast cancer. And um, where her bed was was in the direct path of the doorway so when you would walk into the door, uh, walk into the room, the energy went straight across the bed horizontally, which was right where her cancer was. And I told her, I said, every single time um, that someone enters this room, the energy is going straight across your body. Um, another another thing that a lot of people do is they put the bed in their their they're sleeping in bed with their head at the head of the bed and the they're straight across from a doorway. We call that the dead man corpse position because someone walking into the doorway, the energy goes straight up your body. Not good. You want your desk or your bed as far away from the door as possible and you want it to where you have full command and can see that door doorway. So you don't want someone walking in your room before they can see you. It's called the command position. Um, okay, and that's a whole other thing, but um, you want to clean your desk chair. If you, have, if you sit on a stained, broken, or torn desk chair, it represent, represents disregard for your work. Clean your chair or get a new one to improve your career outlook. The other thing with your, your chair is if you're sitting in a small secretary's chair and you want to be an executive and you want to be a you know, bigger commander and playing, playing field, so to speak, then get the higher back chair. The higher your back is on your chair, the more power you're going to have. The other thing is, is if you are um, using a small desk, you're keeping yourself small. So one of the things that I knew that I would be sitting at my desk tonight doing this call, so I took every single thing off my desk. I used lemon oil to clean my desk. I went out to my garden and I cut three 
um, pink uh, peonies, and I put them in a vase, and I put that where I would be seeing it tonight during this call so that it would remind me of the beauty, and, um, and I just love how clean my desk is. So um, I did that in preparation for talking about the Wealth Corner because it's pretty hard to talk about um, creating wealth and prosperity if you're not practicing the principles yourself. And trust me, it's a, it's, I, clutter is just, I just get so much stuff in the mail and oh, whatever. Okay, so clean your desk chair. Okay, repair broken mirrors. If you have a broken mirror, you can't see things smoothly. Re- remove or replace it to reflect a smooth road to prosperity. Clear the cobwebs. Cobwebs of any kind symbolize being wrapped, wrapped up and stuck. Clear them away so that you can move forward. You want to fix drips of any kind and leaks. Leaking water represents leaking wealth. You want to stop the leak, and you will stop the drain of your abundance. It's really interesting. A few years ago, um, I had a I was gifted a remodel of a portion of my house, and um, and we were working in the kitchen, and I had had those cabinets painted not that long ago, but they really didn't match. Um, the new decor of the kitchen, and the in, even though the outside cabinets looked nice, inside there was structurally a lot that was broken. So at the last minute we decided, you know what, we're just going to put all new cabinets in here, and we're going to take the cabinets in here and put them out in the garage. Am I glad we did it? There was a leak behind that wall from the bathroom upstairs that I wasn't aware of, and I would never have known about it until it was way too late. And so you know, any kind of a water leak, one of the first things I'll ask is what part of the Bagua, which is the basic feng shui um, diagram we're going to go to in just a few minutes, you know, what, you want to know what, where is the inner, where is the water leak, because that's going to tell me if it's affecting your, your relationships, if it's affecting your career, is it affecting your health, is it affecting your fame and reputation, is it affecting your money, you know, and so anytime you have a water leak of any kind or you're hearing a drip, 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 you can just imagine, there goes your money. Um, tighten loose doorknobs and handles. When handles are loose and you can't get a grip uh, on them, you can't get a grip on your money. You know, you want to tighten them and wealth will uh, be within your grasp. Um, clean your stove. The burners on your stove represent wealth and your ability to feed people. Keep your stove, uh, keep your stove top clean and immediately fix any non-working burners. Okay, so this is kind of an overview. Um, Now I want to go into um, talking. um, uh, And if you have a question, just push one on your phone, and then um, I will be told that there is a question. Um, There are three questions. Oh, there are. Okay, let me go ahead and take um, two of the three now, and then, um, well, let me say how fast. Okay, what's question number one? I don't know. It's from Thelma in L.A. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay. What is the first name? Thelma. Here she is. Okay. Okay. Hi, Thelma in Los Angeles. How are you? (laughs) Fine. Um, I heard about your show through Beatrix. I don't know if you know. I think you do know. I love and adore Beatrix, yes. Isn't she wonderful? Um, I just have a quick question because what caught my eye on your show uh, today was the feng shui and the wealth prosperity corner, which you haven't gotten into in your talk yet. Well, why don't we go there now because that was the next thing. (laughs) Okay, I have two. There's two ways of looking at feng shui. There's the one where you have the bagua, and as you walk in the front door, the first left corner is your wealth corner, and then you've got the other type of feng shui that's like the old traditional feng shui where you, the, you, your wealth corner is the southwest corner. It's more based on the direction. So, Actually, what I'm going to do, Thelma, if, if everyone on the line would get a clean sheet of paper, um, I'm it. trained in... Okay, I'm trained in black hat sect feng shui and western feng shui, which is um, taken the black hat sect and made it a little more understandable for our western homes. So, but I'm trained in both. So, if everyone would create a tic tac toe, like you know where you have the nine areas, the tic tac toe, oh. and this uh, this is going to be what is known as the bagua, and then draw. Um, so, with your with your bagua. You're going to have nine areas. And so you're going to stand at the front, envision yourself standing at the front of your home. So you have the mm-hmm. front three square, okay. squares, then you right. have the middle three squares, and then you have the back three squares. In yeah. 
black hat sect and western feng shui, the back left-hand corner, which is basically the southeast corner because the um, it's the back corner and it's the far left corner. That is your wealth corner. Okay, so it's the southeast corner and back left corner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Okay. And then as above, so below. So if, if you have a three-level home, you don't mm-hmm. – you, you just – you know, if the you go from your main level, that's where everything is fluctuated from the entrance to your home. And so that mm-hmm. back left-hand corner, you know, which is where my hot tub is outside my home. So I have a patio that is connected to my home. So because the patio and the deck are connected to my home, <coughs> excuse me, even though it's outside, that becomes my wealth corner. Mm. Okay. So then as above, so below. If you have a basement that is underneath, there, then that is the wealth corner as well. And then you have, um, so for me, with a missing area, I mean, part of it's in my home, but for the most part, my wealth corner is outside. So I take that tic-tac-toe bagua, and I take Mm -hmm. it to the entrance of every single room, into my bedroom, into my office, into my healing space. You can take that, and you stand with that nine, the, you know, the the bagua, the the little, you know, tic-tac-toe creation, and you can... Look in your bedroom. Let's just start with the bedroom. Your uh, southeast corner of your bedroom is your wealth corner of that room. Now, that room might be in one of the other nine areas, but if you want to increase your wealth and prosperity, you can do that in every corner of every room, even on your desk. Like on my desk, once you get the hang of this, you know, when mm-hmm. you do you plan your gardens, like in my gardens, I was looking at it tonight, and I thought, how funny. I'm so happy I put the bright bright, dark pink peonies in my left-hand corner because it looks they look purple. And so I went out to cut my three flowers to put on my desk for tonight. I thought, oh, this is where I'm going to put those red begonias. I was like, where am I going to put those last red begonias? So even in my gardening, I use the colors in, of, of the wealth corner in the different areas. I put my herbs and health and wellness. So once you get really into this, you can do it everything on your, on your desktop, each corner of your room. I mean, all of a sudden you just go, okay, I'm just going to, like, you know, enhance it. So so does that answer your question? Yeah, because I was afraid one was more important than the other. So it just doesn't matter. Each southeast corner is right. It pertains to each room. It doesn't matter. Right, right. And it's with intention. In, intention, 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 intention. But you are correct with, um, I do want to mention, like that, okay, so most homes, not all, you enter the middle square of the front row. Right. Not all, but prime, most of them are. And that's the career area. To the mm-hmm. left of career, that, that front left-hand corner of the first three areas, mm-hmm. that is knowledge and self-cultivation. Now, knowledge and self-cultivation, if it is clogged and cluttered, it will, knock your, uh, it will affect your ability um, to produce. So if I, if I have someone who says, oh, my gosh, where do I start? I will start them in two areas, either in their bedroom, because that's where you sleep for six to eight hours or some people eight to ten, um, you know, depending. But that's where you're spending a lot of time. And as you're sleeping, if your bedroom is cluttered, that's affecting your thinking while you're sleeping. Mm. It's affecting yeah. everything, every single thing. Yeah. You don't invite, you know, a beloved into your bedroom if it's a mess. You don't even think about, oh, my God, what would the guy think on, you know, or whatever, you know. I mean, it, so it, it impedes you if your bedroom is a mess. So I say, you know, that's one area to start with. And you're, you, there are two relationship areas in the home. One is the actual relationship part of the Bagua, but the other is is your bedroom. And a bedroom is a yin room because we don't invite the tribe in there. If we have the tribe over there, you know, in the kitchen, the living room, or the dining room, the tribe normally isn't in your bedroom. So that's a yin room, which is more about receiving and going into the womb-like um, area of creation. So um, so that's one area I suggest to, to, to work with to create more prosperity. And you wouldn't think where you sleep would be it, but if, you're, if your uh, bedroom is cluttered and messy and you've got stuff everywhere, it's going to affect your ability to manifest. The next area is that one I talked about to the left of the front door, where you enter, um, and that is knowledge and self-cultivation. So if you can clean up your knowledge and self-cultivation, the next thing you know, you're thinking smarter. You're like, oh, my gosh, no wonder I haven't, you know, you're looking at everything with new eyes because um, because you're, you know, you're learning. Hmm. Okay. Okay, so does that answer it? Awesome. No, that's Okay. Yes. Oh, Thelma, thank you. This, I'm sorry? 
You went beyond what I was expecting. That was wonderful. Thank you so much. <laughs> you are so welcome, and thank you for calling in and emailing today. Okay. Sure. All right. So we'll okay. go to the um, the and, and uh, we'll go to the next caller. Um, how may I sure. answer your, your question? This is Darlene from Illinois. Okay. All right. Hi, hello, Cindy. Darlene. This is Darlene. Hi. I how know are you? you. I'm great. I know. I have another question. I'm really trying to do the feng shui, cleaning my clutter. But one of my clutter items is my husband's guns and ammunition. What kind of cure or cover or color can I disguise it with? You know, because he doesn't want to take it out of the house. Well, you can leave it in the house. It's a collection. Um, Yeah. Mm -hmm. And do do you have beautiful cases where there are, or does he keep it hidden? I mean, is he wanting to hide it or is it you, you? wanting to hide it. Uh, he's hiding it and I have it covered with a red cloth and in a cupboard right now just to I probably shouldn't be talking on there but I don't it's want okay, it but, to but, be seen yeah. or somebody break right. in you know. So what happens with the red cloth that you're covering it with that's bringing more emphasis and attraction to it. Because red, color. red, it's okay. It's okay. It's all right. Whoops. So red is red is fire and red is energy. Um, okay. So what I would suggest is to um, make it a work of art. Like you can get a beautiful uh, wall hanging or, or some type yeah. of tapestry, uh, a tapestry okay. that then it becomes and it blends in, and people are like, "Oh my gosh, that's a beautiful um, tapestry!" And you're like, "Oh, thank you," but you don't say if you knew what it was hiding. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> and that, and then, and then okay. remember, you know, you don't want that in. You know, it depends on what they symbolize. I mean, some people are collectors, and um, yeah. I mean, I, I'll tell you, I have to. T- this is just a funny story that's coming to mind. There was this gal who had a very volatile marriage, and uh-huh. I mean, she did just all kinds of problems. And I, I, and so I, this was even before I was trained in feng shui, but later, mm-hmm. um, I just asked her a couple of questions, and I, and I said, well, where is this gun collection? It was underneath their bed. Oh my! Underneath well, their bed. Can, well, I know. Can you imagine? Right. That's that's where so, it was the first time I moved it. <laughs> okay, so you know, but remember, keep it under lock and key, um, and yeah. know where the key is at all times, and then just make it something that is. Since it's not something that he wants to display openly, um, you don't want to bring the fire energy to it because that's going to bring intensity to it. Okay. Um, and if it's in okay. a wood cabinet, wood uh, five in in feng shui we work with the five elements. So wood yeah. feeds mm-hmm. wood feeds fire. So the red is like bringing more heat and. You know, mm-hmm. so no, we don't want that. So just okay. make it something that actually becomes part of and blends in. But you, you and okay. he know, you know. Okay, that's okay. a good question. <laughs> okay, well, great. I've okay. been fighting that question for a while. Oh, <laughs> well, thank I know, you very definitely much. Definitely not in the bedroom. Okay. Try- yes, yeah, not in the bedroom, but I'm really trying hard to get rid of my clutter because I like to collect things. So you know. I understand, and just I'm, put a little bit out at a time, and then it becomes special. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Thank you again. Talk to you later. Okay. All right. <laughs> bye bye. Great. And then we'll um, we'll go to the third question before I um, go to the next section I wanted to cover. So the third caller um, is. This is uh, Shirley from Marissa, Illinois. Okay. Hello, Shirley. Hi, Cindy. How are you, Cindy? Hi. I am great. I know this voice. Yes. <laughs> How was your latte today? <laughs> oh, it's absolutely wonderful. Thank you very much. Okay. <laughs> As you well know, I've been working on my map in my house, and uh, we did the Prosperity Corner. It's in the back of my house on my back patio, and, and I don't know if you remember, we removed the broken hot tub, and my husband got a raise. Good. Uh, so we know that works. But I, I am a little. I got a couple quick questions on this this corner. Um, I have a grill, which now that you were talking about blocking the window, I have three banks of windows uh, in the sunroom, and I have my grill right in front of it, and it's tall, so I know I have to move that. Uh, but can I put? I mean, the way it's arranged, can I put the love seat, which is shorter, with that, or would I be better off just trying to? arrange it where I don't have anything at all in front of the window. Okay, so I've got, does like, the... Because I've got, like, two chairs and a grill out of my patio. Okay, and this is all on the wealth corner? This is all on the wealth corner. Okay. Okay, so um, is the grill absolutely fabulous and you just think, oh, I love my fancy grill, and or is it 
older. No, and... it's, it's a nice. No, it's a nice grill. We keep it okay. covered, and it's a nice grill. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So. But it does block two... the window. Yeah. Um, if it's blocking the window, you want to move it. That's number one. Okay. Number two. Too much fire in your wealth corner. You know, if you have it balanced, then the fire will bring energy to it. But if you have too much fire, you'll manifest the money, and then it will be burned up. Okay. So, so you have to you have to have it balanced. So what I would encourage, like I have the hot tub which is water, and the hot mm-hmm. tub which is wood, and then I have the I have my gas grill there because it's mm-hmm. you know my kids bought it for me. It's extra fancy, mancy, schmancy, you know the whole deal. And every time I cook on it, I'm like, oh, I'm so grateful I have this beautiful you know grill, and and that's fire. And then I have two chairs which mm-hmm. actually I just moved the chairs out. What I did was I moved the chairs off of that patio. And I put a beautiful circular table with four chairs, and I put a red umbrella on it because red brings energy. And then when I open that uh, umbrella, I just think I envision, you know, people just so comfortable out there. And it does another thing, too. I, um, it fills, fills in the space nicely. So if you mm-hmm. can put, rather than just two chairs in the wealth corner, it's a good, good place to put something of abundance, and a red umbrella, purple umbrella. You know, the colors for the wealth corner are red and purple. And then red I also have this... Yeah, red and purple or deep blue. So what you think of is when you think of coronation ceremonies or any kind of anything, you know, roll out the red carpet, you know, anytime there's, you know, any kind of a big hoopla, it's like, oh, the the, uh, purple majesty or the deep red crimson comes out for, you know, ceremonies and churches and things like that. Um, so, so So it's a deep red and it's a deep purple and it's not a sky blue. It's more of a royal deep, deep, rich blue. Um, so they're the jewel tone colors. Um, so I would put, is there a way that you can put a table and chairs out there and use that as a patio, perhaps, you know, for breakfast well, you know, or coffee in the morning? No, what, the set we have is a love seat with two swivel chairs and a coffee table. Then perfect. Then yeah. put red cushions okay. on it. I mean, can you put new okay. cushions? Or even if you don't, if you already have um, cushions, you can put, just put some red throw pillows with it to bring some energy okay. to it. Okay, or I could, just, could I do flowers? Yes, absolutely. Color, put, okay. put bright colors. Okay. Like I have geraniums in, that's what you I know, have on here, the shepherd's already. Yeah, I've got, absolutely. I've got some red that's geraniums, perfect. so I'll need to get something that's more dark blue, uh, yeah. something in the blue purple, tone. You know, okay. you know, like, like, you know, even an orange rug or, um, you know, anything that brings in the passionate colors and the richness. You know, too much okay. white, like, it's interesting, white and feng shui is, exceptionally good because it creates space but too much white in the wealth corner is not good because then it becomes like metal and um, metal's not it's, it's, it's not good to have predominantly white in your money area so you want to bring in those colors to bring in passion okay what do you do when your wealth corner goes into uh, oh gosh like four feet of it comes into the sunroom it's like part of a chair or four feet of it goes into my husband's workshop Almost you, all areas overlap. I mean, that's just, yeah, it's just, it's just part of it. So what you do is you accentuate and, okay. um, D, D, you know, like, don't put the focus on the other part. Because, I mean, there's hardly a perfect home that is like that perfect, you know, uh, tic-tac-toe board. I mean, everything kind yeah. of flows into different areas. Um, but if, you're, if your husband's workshop is going into um, the wealth corner, shall we say, and probably okay. is it is it going into fame and reputation? Is it the next area in the back quadrant? Yes, okay, uh, fame okay, and so reputation uh, goes into the sunroom, and uh, then health and family start is in the is in the part of the garage. Right, that's where or my health and family area. is. Yeah. Right, so because the health and family um, is out in the garage, kind of hidden, it's more than ever important to keep it in good order and mm-hmm. to accentuate the health and family in other areas of your home. So like, um, so what I do is, you know, I do have part of my garage, well, it's not part of my garage inside, but that part of health and family is in, in my office. So what I have is I have um, health and family is ruled by wood and the colors are blue and green. And so I have this beautiful blue glass container and a beautiful green container, and then I have a ceramic pot that is blues and greens, and then I have flowers in it. And I just I put those there, and I think I have wonderful health and uh, wellness. 
Okay. So you bring what you can into the house and um, and keep the rest decluttered. You know, the other thing, especially with garages, it's kind of fun to do, is as you, you know, you drive in and out of the garage. And so if your health and wellness is out there, you can put a picture of something that represents um, – beautiful health and wellness for you. So you can put like a picture of someone doing yoga or someone that's just radiating health and wellness. Um, and if, you know, I mean, I have feng shui houses where there are travel, helpful people and travel are in the garage, you know. So what you do is you put a poster of where you want to go and you manifest Italy or Spain or wherever you want to go. You put a big okay. poster and see it as you come in and out because there's a lot of energy going in and out of a garage. And um, so you can use that as, you know, a manifesting corner of your house. It's, I know it's funny, sure. but, but it works. Okay. And thank you for the point on the doorbell. Our doorbell's been broken forever, but I have two dogs. It tells me there's somebody at the door, but I need right. to totally disconnect it and get it off of there. Absolutely. Or or get a new one, you know, just get a new one. Um, and then when you get a new one, you know, that's sound. When you hear the doorbell, that's a sound. And you can get something that's really, they have so many fun doorbells now, you know, compared to what sure. they used to have. I didn't even okay. think about the doorbell. Didn't even think about it. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. Well, you're used to your dogs, but, you know, but, but someone else is like, my, you know, I don't know. It's just beautiful to hear the doorbells. I, I love sound. You know, I'm a sound healer, so right. um, I love I love sound. Okay, well, these all right. well, are all really you, good Cindy. questions. Oh my gosh, you're so welcome. Well, I've only got a um, hundred more, but you don't have time for them. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, Thank you so much for the information. Okay. You are very welcome. Okay, Bye. so so that's one of the oh. things. If you're missing, um, I'm, I'm just going to go back into the summary. Um, so if you're missing an area, which you know technically I'm missing my area, my wealth corner is outside of my house, but since I have worked with it, so that I see it from my kitchen and I see my beautiful table with a red umbrella, and I see, you know, I have a candelabra that you know I envision being in the hot tub with my candles lit, and you know, and I mean it's like a working space. It's just very busy. But what I was going to say is, you know, my neighbors house their deck is up above and they can see right into my kitchen and it's just kind of annoying i i have beautiful floor-to-ceiling windows in my house and i don't like curtains on all the windows i like to be able to look out with nature so what i have accomplished with putting that umbrella there is twofold i don't see onto their deck and they don't see into my kitchen and it's like there's there's a privacy that has been created by um by doing that Okay, so just in summary, if there's another question, Nate, just let me know. But um, I just want to review, with, with your wealth corner, the colors are red, purple, blue, not wimpy blue. Well, I shouldn't say wimpy, but not like cerulean sky blue, but deep, deep blue. And, um, but here are some other things that, will, um, that do not belong in that money area. A trash can, especially an open trash can. And that's just a no, 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 no in your wealth corner. Um, aggressive or sad or lonely images. So if you have like, you know, the Picasso's blue period, you know, where the person's sad or lonely, you don't want that in your wealth corner. Um, I've already mentioned the broken things and the clutter. Big toolboxes with metal tools. So Shirley asked about that. If she, um, if her husband, part of his um, tool area is in the wealth corner, then it would be better to put the wooden tools or wooden things there and then move the metal over to a different part. Um, laundry baskets, because it's, you know, we have dirty clothes and clean clothes, and it's like, that's not a symbol for prosperity. Um, a paper shredder, because... You know, shredding things and, you know, that's just not a good sign. You want to, um, your, your wealth corner is meant to attract, not to be letting go. And unpaid bills. If you have, you know, your unpaid bills in your wealth corner, um, that's just not a good place to have them. You want to have them, uh, have that somewhere else. Um, in a nutshell, you just want to keep your wealth corner pristine. You want to, you know, use the splashes of red, purple, magentas, all those different colors. Um, plants are beautiful, and um, those are always, always really good. Um, let me see if there's anything else I want to share. You can put symbols of wealth in your wealth corner, Buddhas, um, uh, especially gold Buddhas or the Buddhas with the, um, you know, holding a bag of money, um, the frogs with the coin near the front door, but you want to make sure that the area where the coin, the frog with the coin in its mouth is clean. Um, that's, you know, that's one of the things the other, uh, I do need to mention this, you want to make sure that all doors open without things behind them. If you have something behind a door and you're smacking into it every time, that's a no-no. Um, I could go on and on about that one, but uh, people that hide things behind things, <laughs> it's like, no, no, no. Um, 
you can, you know, but, but if you're going to use a Buddha, you know, use one that feels prosperous or abundance. Um, you want to keep fresh flowers in your home to increase chances of making more money with feng shui. Um, let's see, what else? You can use artwork uh, to attract prosperity and abundance. Um, if you envision going to Paris as something very abundant or um, for me it's like, you know, a, a spa or someplace that just feels like luxurious where I can go on vacation, pictures of, of that will bring in um, more money. Um, you can use red strings with three coins. Three is the symbol for feng shui. You have three, three, three. No matter which way you go, there's three, three, three. I'm going to tell you a story, and I know we're almost out of time, but um, I was teaching a class one time, and one of, um, one of my students was from uh, a school district, and they, they had these conferences, and she, says, and she said, you know, I, I just have a question. Uh, we have this big conference coming, and last year at this time we had 600 people, and we barely have 200 people this time. And she says, I don't know what to do. Do you have any tips? And she says, I'm not going to be here next week, so I'd like the tip now if you wouldn't mind so that I can tell my staff before I go out of town. I said, um, I said, is there one? Is there a main phone that is answered for all the call-ins with people registering or calling with questions? She goes, Yeah, that's my my the main you know person on the phone. This is one phone. I said, Have her take a red string and put three Chinese coins on it. If you don't have the three Chinese coins, just at least put the red string on there which she did, and the red string, uh, I said the red string trick works all the time. Um, in Native Amer- American things, they use the red prayer prayer strings, and they put the prayer bundles on them. It's throughout all the different cultures, but in feng shui, red means fire and energy. So I don't even think she had the three Chinese coins, but she put that red string on the phone. Her secretary went, rolled her eyes and went, okay. So I didn't see the lady, you know, the next week. She was out of town. She came back the next week, and you know how it is. You know, you're teaching, and you kind of forget. She raises her hand. She says, can I share something? And I said, well, sure. And she says, remember I asked you about, you know, how I can increase enrollments? She said, oh, my God. The phone started ringing off the hook, and we are past 600 registrations. And she said, it happened after we put the red string on. She goes, I can't thank you enough. And that is how this works. You know, the hot tub that is now fixed and is, like, working, and I lift up the co- – sometimes when it's, you know, it's in the 80 degrees now, you know, sometimes some days, but I'll lift up the cover and I'll just look inside at my beautiful water and <laughs> just knowing that it's all working and I'll hear the, the jets, you know, like, circulating the water and I'm just like oh my god I'm just so grateful and then I you know look at my red you know geraniums right there and then I look at the red umbrella on my table and I'm just like so amazingly thankful and grateful that I attracted the perfect people you know and it was a trial it took over three and a half months for them to find all the different parts and as soon as they fix something then there'd be a leak somewhere else and you know I'm telling you, it was a, it was patience, but I knew that once it was all fixed, my my finances would improve, and they totally have. So here's this is what I do. You don't have to be in my city for me to do a consultation. I do consultations over the phone. You can either send me the digital pictures of of your home, or I can Skype if you prefer. But there's a consultation form, and you fill out what it is that you're wanting to change, or man, not necessarily change, but manifest in your life, and then I. I'm, I'm extremely gifted intuitively. So you get all my gifts in one. You get the feng shui knowledge. You also, you know, but there's an art and a science of feng shui. If I just tell you to um, move things around in an area, that's only going to work so much. But if I help you to visualize with intention on, on that, it really works. And, you know, years ago I used to do my coaching and not necessarily see inside people's homes because, you know, coaching is done over the phone or the client comes to you or you meet in a public place. But now, I, I, it's pretty much one of my rules, or not rules, but agreements. When I work with someone, um, if they really want to go to the next level and playing in their life, they need to let me see into their home and or their office. And miracles happen. You know, I, there was a gal that I worked with who wanted a relationship, wanted a relationship, wanted a relationship, and she'd done everything that I'd suggested, except I hadn't seen her home. So when I came to her home, her whole relationship corner was filled with the following. There was a shrine to her dad who had died eight years ago and her sister who died one month after that. The, I'm not kidding. The programs from their deaths, the flowers from their deaths, all of it was in her relationship corner. And she had her desk facing a wall. So her back was to all of that energetically. And the minute, I mean, she cried. I knew she would. We dismantled it. We dismantled it. We moved her desk. We claimed the space. We cleared the space. Um, and we didn't, we didn't even get into all the space 
clearing tips, but you heard enough tonight to get you started on clearing the clutter and putting things with intention. But getting back to that client with that, that relationship corner, she's in a relationship. She manifested a relationship. But it took clearing out that space, and I would never have known that energetically she had this, you know, whole deal with her, her dad and her sister. I mean, I knew she was grieving and we had worked through a lot of that, but this is the kind of stuff that I do. So if you want a private consultation, just call the Spirit Seeker office at 636-530-7579 or send me an email to info, info, at spiritseeker.com. I also train feng shui consultants. My next program starts in November of 2014. And um, and I travel and teach. So and I and I also travel. I mean, if you get several people who want me to fly into town and do consultations for your friends, I you know I also do that as well. Okay. Well, it is a pleasure. And each month, I for the next eight months, I will be covering one area uh, of the the feng shui bagua or grid. And so this will be recorded. You can share this uh, with your friends and family. They can listen to it by um, just going to blogtalkradio.com forward slash Cynthia Meyer, which is C-Y-N-D-E-M-E-Y-E-R. Please, please send us an email to info at spiritseeker.com and we'll add you to the list and then we'll let you know um, who the other radio show guests are during the month. We'll let you know the fabulous articles uh, that are in the magazine and we'll let you know which part of the feng shui bagua that we're covering um, the next month. Okay, well, thank you so much for listening. It's my pleasure, and have a beautiful week, and we will be back next week. Namaste.